28 in Pensacola. Starting off, let's get a look at your traffic on the fives with Candy. Uh, watching one accident. Now, this is in Holt. If you happen to be traveling that way, it's uh, mile marker 44. is still showing a roadblock in that direction. It's I-10 eastbound at mile marker 44. If you see an accident or slowdown, let us know. Traffic tips, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Candy. Cold weather expected to last the next several days here in our area, and cold weather shelters and warming stations are open and available for people who need them across the area. In Escambia County, the uh, Waterfront Rescue Mission on West Herman Street is open for men. For women and children, the Reap Lodge on North S Street is open. And uh, for men with ch- men with children or couples and families, the Reap Maxwell Center on Blunt Street is open. Uh, they're going to let them stay during the day as, as warming shelters uh, instead of having to leave in the mornings. And so they're going to be available, and we've been putting the word out through the homeless community. And, and Scambia County Administrator Wes Moreno, uh, for folks that need shelter in Santa Rosa County, the Ferris Hill Baptist Church in Milton will be open 24 hours a day until Monday. The Senate has advanced that $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package to the House. Today is the deadline to get it passed. Uh, two of those... Two of the no votes yesterday were Florida's Marco Rubio and Rick Scott. Did you get rid of the 87,000 new IRS agents? No. Did it secure a border? No, it actually says you can't take money from this big bill to secure American borders, but there's money to secure borders in other countries. Senator Scott says the bill is a wasteful government spending, which he says will only serve to add to the country's inflation. Insurance claims related to Hurricane Ian are continuing to rise. This is three months now after the storm. The state's Office of Insurance Regulation reporting 670,000 claims have now been filed. The total for estimated losses now up to $12.5 billion. That's up from $10.5 billion just earlier this month. Close to 240,000 of the claims that had been filed were in Lee County. Pensacola's Jeremy Reeves is now an NFL pro bowler. And uh, following some of his darker days in 2021, including the loss of his mother, he says he couldn't have done it without support from home. You know, I question a lot of things. You know, I question God. I question was it for me. I question everything. But, um, you know, the village around me, the people back home in Pensacola, city of Pensacola, um, they all rallied behind me and, you know, encouraged me to keep going. And so that's what I did. And uh, Reeves was on uh, Pensacola right now, talked to Bobby Rossi last night. The Washington commander safety says he thought he was in trouble when he got called into the coach's office, but then he found out the good news that he'd made the Pro Bowl. It's 808 News Radio 923. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. It's going to be a very cold day out there today. Hard freeze warning in effect through the morning hours. Temperatures dropping into the 20s for the morning hours, rising into the 30s as we head into the afternoon. Wind advisory in effect with the wind. Temperatures will feel more like the teens and 20s all day. Overnight tonight, very cold weather will continue. Temperatures dropping into the low 20s but feeling much lower because the wind will continue to stay elevated. And for Saturday temperatures topping out near 35 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. And looking at our temperatures right now, I almost feel like I'm back in the Midwest. It's 28 degrees here in Pensacola, 30 in Gulf Breeze, 26 in Milton. And our next news at 8:30. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. 
local news with News Radio's news team. Operation Blue Christmas. 16 guns, ranging from assault rifles, shotguns, hunting rifles, anything you wanted, that's what they had in, in these houses. Sheriff Chip Simmons says their narcotics unit executed warrants at five area homes over the last seven days, and all 1,600 grams of fentanyl were seized, which Simmons says is enough to kill 800,000 people. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye, Rose. the queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Good morning, 810 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Christmas Eve, Eve, two days to shop, two days to shop, two days to shop. In case you're the kind of person like <clears throat> me who would wait until the last minute to do it, uh, that's fine. Joining us, uh, we actually kind of have an in studio thing going on here today because uh, they're going to be here for the wrap coming up in about 20 minutes. But we've got John Peacock and Julio Diaz. Julio, you watch some movies. He is the uh, host of the Pensacola Movie Club. Follow them on Facebook. Also, let's go Pensacola tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Last night, Babylon, how was it? Uh, well, it was a, it was a big hot mess is what it was. All right. All right. Love it. Yeah. Outstanding. Not uh, in a good way. You don't mean yeah. that as a compliment. We have, we have five movies out this week that are all, we're all in somebody's mind, Oscar contenders. Whether, whether they, <laughs> somebody's whether mind. Whether they will be or not remains to be seen, but Babylon is definitely one that they, they thought they were going for the Oscars on this. And there are elements of this movie that are really great. And at the same time, it is overlong, overindulgent. And it's about Hollywood, so it's got that navel-gazing thing going on. Gotcha. And it's the best and worst of Hollywood in, in the movie. So in that sense, it, it kind of works. It's very entertaining, and I do recommend you see it. Uh, you might want to take, a, I, I don't know, a, a portable bathroom because it's like it's literally really two minutes shorter than Avatar Two. Oh wow! Three hours and ten minutes. <laughs> okay. And it's about it's about the era of Hollywood as we're going from the silent films into the talking films. Okay. If that sounds familiar, it's because there was a better film made about that era called Singing in the Rain. <laughs> and, in case, and in case you forgot that, they actually drive that home during the really? movie. There are references to... So <laughs> they're the trying to do the, the film and they don't do it better and they recognize yeah. that they're in this space and it's they're not a, embarrassed about it. They're it, proud of the thing that they did worse. It's a big epic scope. It's Damien Chazelle who did La La Land. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So and, you would think better. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's a great cast. There's a lot of good in it, but overall it's just too much all right too much of fair enough and uh and, and and great for falling asleep too apparently is the uh, takeaway no, that i, I mean, know you're not gonna fall asleep but you're gonna be like okay you're gonna wish you could have left yeah, and come back yeah an intermission okay fair enough um let's see uh <laughs> i have this horrible thing i have gotten to the point where i write things down and now i can't read them so that's fantastic uh the, oh the whitney houston movie yeah, that's whitney right houston i want to dance with somebody so this yeah if you don't know what this is you're living under a rock it's whitney houston biopic what do you mean uh yeah <laughs> whitney houston was a singer oh she was very popular she, popular? she, she sang the national anthem okay. at the super bowl one time okay. actually that was in tampa that was uh, when i was a kid so i i, I remember that very clearly thanks for julio so, explaining all grew that to up me in tampa uh yeah uh 
mediocre reviews. Forty eight of the of movie, Rise, yeah, not the singer. No, the singer okay. generally was considered one of the best singers to ever live. Right, though she had a very messed up and tragic life. But, yeah, but yeah, uh, the reviews not so much. The Whale. This is Brendan Fraser's movie, right? Yeah, this is. Uh, he's been kind of tipped as the best actor to beat this year as far as no, the, okay. the best actor award. Uh, he. Uh, this is a movie where he plays a 600-pound gay man who kind of abandoned his family, and he's he's become a bit of a recluse, and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter and kind of, you know, redeem himself, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, this is uh, directed by Dame, uh, Darren Aronofsky, who I usually oh. really, really like. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, same, I, same. Like, I, I am, I, oh, you know, kind of my reaction. The, the, the tip on this film is that Brendan Fraser is either going to win or at least very much be nominated for, for Best Actor at the Oscars. The movie itself, overall, though, kind of mixed, running about 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. We're getting the uh, sequel to Puss in Boots. Uh, I forget the, what's the subtitle Puss, of it. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So, believe Was it or that not— this would be the last film— well, you know, I, we, we, we haven't visited this world in a while. This is okay. the Shrek world. Right, right. Remember that Shrek did win the best animated feature Oscar. The and first, Shrek is a classic, Shrek. no doubt. Uh, believe it or not, best reviewed movie of the week, 97% wow. of Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, this is this is probably going to be a contender for a best animated film. I don't think it's going to win because there's some other stuff out there. Is, uh, it, Antonio Torres. Banderas was the voice of Puss yes, Boots, right? Yes. Is he still, is he back and, as? And okay. return, Salma Hayek is back. Oh, uh, Yeah, we've okay. got Harvey Gein from What We Do in the Shadows is in this as well. And uh, put, Puss is on his last life of his, oh. of his nine lives. <laughs> like of his nine so lives, I got gotcha. you. on a quest to regain, to regain his lives or, or, you know, because he's such a danger. Or, you know. And uh, it's not, you know, we don't always talk about him, but we have a Netflix movie, big one, come out, uh, Glass Onion, right? Yeah, Glass Onion. So this is the the Knives Out sequel. It's another Benoit Blanc mystery. This is the one Daniel that was Craig. in theaters for a week? It was in some theaters for a week. Okay. Not, it never played locally. They did a very limited release. Uh, this is getting fantastic reviews. I cannot wait to see this. I was a big fan of the first one, and there is Oscar buzz behind this as well, so we may see a Best Picture nomination. Cool. Uh, a lot of buzz for Janelle Monae as supporting actress in this, and another great cast led by Daniel Craig. Very good. What are you guys watching next week? Or are you watching anything uh, next not week? I'm not sure. i gotta, I got to see if we're going to get anything new next week. I, I've got a lot of stuff I'd like to catch up before Let's Go Pensacola next week, because next week on Let's Go Pensacola I'll be doing uh, year-end movie recap. Oh, so good. I, I've okay. Got a few more things, including the whale, that I want to try to squeeze in, and, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about that next week. Very good. Always follow Julio on Facebook at the Pensacola Movie Club Facebook page. He also hosts Let's Go Pensacola, as he said, four o'clock here on Saturdays on News Radio. Julio, always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to you again in about fifteen or twenty minutes. Sounds good. All right. Candy now has traffic on the fives, and uh, we are watching uh, one accident. Still that one accident on uh, I-10. This is eastbound at mile marker forty-four, and I'm still showing a road. So caution if you're headed in that area. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Hi, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. During this beautiful time of year, let us not forget to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gift we have all been given. From our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a happy and blessed New Year. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? 
Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support, datarevs.com. Hi, this is Sonia with Chill Out Cryo Spa. We're wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Judy Lacey with Barberry Plumbing, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Sheila Nichols with Pensacola State College, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And happy holidays from our locally owned family of stations. 99.1 FM, 1330 AM, ESPN Pensacola. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 and Cat Country 98.7. This is Gracie Wolf from Pensacola right now on News Radio 92.3. Wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas ho, ho, ho. and a Happy New Year. News Radio 92.3. mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Well, it's Christmas time again. Decorations are hung by the fire. Everybody's Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those that we've lost. First, Avatar, the way of water. Due to its utterly unacceptable exploitation, of the Navi. Yes, as film critic Kathia Woods recently explained on Twitter, quote, at some point we gotta talk about the cultural appropriation of Avatar, and white actors are cosplaying as people of color. And of course she's right. Did anyone ask the Navi if they consent to be portrayed in this manner? Did anyone even try contacting them? And how can an old white man like James Cameron possibly understand the delicate nuances involved in the lived experience of fictional blue aliens? whose imaginary story he so callously took and exploited simply for the purpose of making money. Can he not see that in stealing the imaginary heritage of the Navi and telling it with mostly white actors, that he's committing the very act of colonialism he claims to be denouncing? Does Cameron have any idea what it's like to be blue? Does he understand the challenges of being weirdly thin and overly tall? An alien? Imaginary? Of course not! And what about equal opportunity employment? Did he try to cast any nine-foot-tall blue aliens in his movie? Or did he just take the lazy way out of hiring actual humans to do his racist CGI work? Did he bother reaching out to blue media? Did he consult the Non-Human Relations Commission? Or the Off-Earth Chamber of Commerce? Did he even try? Now, I know some people might say, it's literally impossible to appropriate the culture of an imaginary race from an imaginary planet. But that's what makes it all the worse! The white man with his savior complex is so comfortable appropriating cultures, he doesn't even blink at inventing whole new races of beings whose narratives he thinks it's okay to steal. The audacity. As Twitter influencer Yo Begay says, quote, 
We must join natives and indigenous groups around the world in boycotting this horrible and racist film, end quote. Stop the theft of imaginary culture, protect the Navi, save their fictional heritage, and finally bring an end to Blueface. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, the Masters Tournament. But probably not for the reasons you might expect. Because they are allowing players in the Live Golf League to p compete against PGA players, you might think we denounce the Masters because of the normalization it brings to the Saudi government and their repression of women. True, but not today. Perhaps you might think this is part of a broader denouncement of country clubs and golf in general with its historic racism and misogyny and marginalization of non-Argyle socks. True, but not today. No, it has suddenly become clear that the Masters has an even greater problem. Are we really in the year 2022 going to have an entire golf course, an entire golf tournament only for masters? Will there also be an enslaved persons tournament? What about a tournament for the non-slave holding golfers and the abolitionists of the world? The optics of golf are already bad enough, but to literally call the most important tournament of the year the same thing we call the plantation owners back in the day, it's inconceivable. Now on this note, I do feel the need to publicly confess my own linguistic inadequacy and offer myself up for at least a third-degree flagellation for my failure. Dear friends, back in June, when I called for an end of the use of the word master in all of its forms because of this very concern, you may recall I listed several, including the master bedroom, the master of ceremonies, the master key, and the master's degree. I must confess, even my keen level four canceller's eye failed to discern that which was right before it, the master's tournament. Please forgive me and accept in compensation my enhanced denouncement of it today. Now that I have finally seen my own omission for what it is, a blind spot. Because, and here I beg your forgiveness, for I too am a person who has played golf. And I am processing it with professional help. Adopting the preferred person-first language, I know I'm not defined by my occasional golfing, so I'm not a golfer, I am a person who played golf. But nevertheless, I see that it has blinded me to this great offense in our midst. So despite my own double bogey on this whole of the wokeness course of life, please join me in calling for an end to the Masters Golf Tournament. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, let me be first in line to celebrate the innovative work of the thought leaders in San Francisco for their Guaranteed Income for Transgender People, or GIFT, program, Recognizing the economic marginalization of our trans brethren, sisterin, and otherin, the city is issuing anyone identifying as transgender a guaranteed minimum, in minimum income of $1,200 per month for a year and a half. Bravo. Or, or brava, or bravi, you know, depending. What a great way to encourage people to be totally honest about who they are for money. But what really warms my heart about this program is that even though only 55 trans persons will be funded, the application offers over 130 different options for gender, sexuality, and pronouns. These include feminine of center, demigirl, cisgender man, transmasculine, masculine of center, brother boy, butch, boyi, stud, aggressive, femme, scoliosexual, zenith, Nino Poskitsipskis, man with a history of gender transition, xenogender, gender variant, gender fluid, multigender, not to be confused with polygender, X-Gender, Bakla, Mahu, Waria, Ashtime, Diba, Kalabi, Paloanai, Travesti, Chukli, account, Questioning, I Don't Use Labels, Declined, and of course, just in case, not listed here. Acceptable pronouns include A, Air, Airs, Z, Zim, Zis, Fay, Fair, Fairs, and Tay, Tear, Tears. Obviously, candidates are allowed to check as many as apply to them, Fairs, or Zares. 
And speaking as a masculine of center, cisgender man with travesty, biba, and zenith tendencies, I for one appreciate the nuance and subtlety of the self-identifications, especially since the patriarchy wants nothing more than to reduce you to simply male or female as if you were created that way. However, I will say that I do have a practical concern. I know you fine folk are committed as I am to eternal vigilance in keeping the holy acronym string as inclusive as possible, but after seeing this program's wonderfully dynamic and expansive list of options, I'm worried we give many of them short shrift. Now, as of 5.47 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, the endorsed daily standard expression was still LGBTQI+. However, is it not obvious that with over 130 options, simply lumping them all in under the plus denotation marginalizes them by mainstreaming L's, G's, B's, T's, Q's, and I's? Are Nino Puskatipskis not equal to lesbians? Are Chukchis not as good as bisexuals? And do we not all know a Diba or two on our own block? who deserves the same recognition as the intersexuals down the way. Surely they are, and so I am calling for a holy gathering of the most enlightened to solve our paradox of establishing a perfectly inclusive and yet practically usable holy acronym string, once and for all, obviously subject to weekly revision thereafter as we evolve our understanding of human multisexuality. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. 6, 826 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne's got our headlines for us. David? Meta has agreed to a massive settlement in their case over user data. The $725 million agreement aimed at resolving a case where Facebook's parent company was accused of giving third parties access to user data without having permission to do so. This case dates back to uh, when Facebook said 87 million users had their information shared with Cambridge Analytica. A suspected thief in custody in Texas after apparently shocking himself while trying to steal copper. The sheriff's office there says the man was caught on surveillance video Monday trying to burglarize an industrial supply company. Apparently he decided to cut the live power cable to a circuit box, shocked himself, and uh, then in a fluster left the scene and left his driver's license behind. And Happens I, all the time. All the time. And uh, then, I almost missed this one, but I wanted to get it in with it being Christmas yes, Eve. Yes, Personnel at Tyndall Air Force Base are going to have an important mission here on Christmas Eve. Members of the 601st Air Operations Center are part of NORAD's Santa oh, Tracker nice. team this year. Colonel Randy Lake telling News 13 that they'll be using satellites with infrared sensors to detect the heat from Rudolph's nose to uh, detect Santa on his voyage. Uh, you can follow along, of course, on uh, Christmas Eve at NORADSanta.org. And that's just such a wonderful thing that goes back to an inadvertent call to NORAD made by a kid who just wound up dialing NORAD, and that's how we got this tradition. Candy's got traffic for you. Thanks so much, David. And we're still just watching that one axe and a little holiday light. And again, be extra careful because of the uh, the winter, uh, winter, winter, winter conditions. I-10 eastbound, Valmarker 44, now this is in a halt, and I'm still showing a roadblock. The vehicle crash with injuries, uh, and it's been like this for a good portion of the morning. I-10 eastbound, again, mile marker 44, that is in a halt. This is brought to you by Whitetail Properties Real Estate, specializing in Hunting and recreational properties, visit Agent Todd Edwards, an experienced land specialist. Whitetailproperties.com. If you have traffic tips, text 437 1620, News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
When we share love, we all win. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Right now, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and we'll add an extra $100 to Subaru's donation. Plus, for every Subaru vehicle service visit, we'll donate $5 more. So far, we've donated $120,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Share your love in the best way at the Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 3rd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Subaru will donate $250 to purchaser or lease selected national and hometown charities. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Don't let the season go by without visiting the First City Lights Festival. Experience the glow of half a million twinkling lights along the streets of downtown Pensacola. Ring in the new year with the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra. The bright lights of Broadway come to the Sanger Theater stage as the orchestra performs musical theater's most memorable melodies. See PensacolaSymphony.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. 8.30 here on News Radio 92.3, and yes, it is Christmas Eve. Even though a lot of you are not working today, and good for you. We are. <laughs> yeah. We are. Thanks, Dave and Mary. You are the most. Merry <laughs> Christmas. It's cold. <laughs> 27 degrees, man. If you didn't <laughs> protect your pipes uh, last yeah. night, do it today, because it's going to be even colder tomorrow Try and it. into Christmas on Sunday. Coming up in a moment, The Wrap with Julio Diaz and John Peacock. What do you have coming up in your news, David? Well, the man wanted for that shooting and high-speed chasing of ours in jail. More after Fox. News. I'm Chris Foster. There are power outages from Texas to Maine with wind from a winter storm taking out power lines. More than 3,400 flights are canceled two days before Christmas. This woman's delayed in Philadelphia. We are hoping that it doesn't get delayed further because then we'll miss our connecting flight from Dallas. There are blizzard conditions today from Wisconsin to western New York. Could be the coldest Christmas in Florida in 30 years. An 845-page final report from the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot recommends banning Donald Trump from elected office. The report details accusations the former president and his allies engaged with state lawmakers or election administrators at least 200 times in an effort to overturn election results. It also says 187 minutes passed before Trump made an effort to get the crowd to leave the Capitol grounds. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in Washington, the former president on social media, again calls this all a witch hunt. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 831 News Radio 92.3 on a cold Friday morning, 28 degrees right now. And sunshine here in Pensacola. The man wanted on charges related to that shooting and high-speed chase from Santa Rosa County yesterday booked into the Santa Rosa County Jail last night. Charges against 29-year-old Grayson Zachary Egan include aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, possession of a weapon by a felon, also fleeing and eluding, and several other charges as well. That incident yesterday reportedly started with shots being fired from one vehicle into another at the Publix on Highway 98. That led to a high-speed chase, went up and down Highway 98, Highway 87. Eventually, that vehicle that Egan was allegedly driving 
was found on Molina Street uh, at a residence in Navarre. We are waiting to hear from Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. They have a press conference scheduled about this later on this morning. The Pensacola dentist already convicted of inappropriate contact with an employee now requesting that his trial be moved out of Escambia County. Channel 3 reports that uh, Dr. Charles Stamatolis has filed a change of venue request. He blames the negative attention his case has gotten in the media and also an invitation by the sheriff for more complainants to come forward. A state lawmaker working on a proposal they say would protect young people from the dangers of social media. State Senator Danny Burgess will introduce a bill in the next legislative session that will include a social media safety class in students' regular curriculum. The measure asked the Florida Department of Education to make the class available online and for parents. Burgess proposed a similar bill last session. Lawmakers will revisit the issue this March. I'm Rick Hoschel. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to be taking up a case involving an Alabama man that had been convicted of extorting the owners of a local fishing chart maker, Strike Lines. Timothy Smith of Mobile was convicted uh, of stealing trade secrets from strike lines back in 2020. Last week, the Supreme Court agreed to take up his appeal. Smith was convicted of hacking strike lines, phishing chart data, posting it on social media. Smith allegedly told the owners of that company he would take it down if they gave him the coordinates for deep grouper fishing locations. Smith's attorneys argue that uh, he was tried in the wrong district federal court. His trial was held in Pensacola, but they said it should have been held in Alabama. Uh, He was retried and again convicted in Alabama, but now the lawyers say that violates the U.S. Constitution's double jeopardy clause. The Supreme Court will hear that case in its 2023 term. No date for arguments has been set. And children over at the Oakwood Terrace apartment complex are going to have a very Merry Christmas this year. And that's thanks to several organizations. Jubilee Church and Kingdom Harvest came together. They threw the kids a Christmas party. About 150 kids there. I think if we continue to be consistent and they see the love and feel the love and that we really do care and there are people in this community that care, I think it will change the whole dynamic of this complex. And that's what our goal is and the management. Sounds like a very festive party there. That was Tara Pogue with Kingdom Harvest. She talked to Channel 3 about it. And also the American Red Cross provided toys that were given out to all the children as well. It is 835 at News Radio 92.3. And Candy has a look at our traffic on the fives. Good news is the accident in Holt has been cleared, so it's pretty clear sailing. You shouldn't find any problems where you're going. This is brought to you by Mattress Firm. And at Mattress Firm, uh, right now you can save big on a great night's sleep during Mattress Firm's Dream Simber Sale. Get the lowest prices of the season. Save up to 60% off. Select mattresses from top brands. Visit a store near you or mattressfirm.com today if you have traffic tips certainly text us in text it in 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable it's going to be a very cold day out there today hard freeze warning in effect through the morning hours temperatures dropping into the 20s for the morning hours rising into the 30s as we head into the afternoon wind advisory in effect with the wind temperatures will feel more like the teens and 20s all day overnight tonight very cold weather will continue temperatures dropping into the low 20s but feeling much lower because the wind will continue to stay elevated and for Saturday temperatures topping out near 35 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Well definitely bundle up out there. It's 28 degrees right now in Pensacola. The feels like temperature with the wind chill 15 degrees right now. Uh, We've got 30 in Gulf Breeze, 26 in Milton. Our next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, cool weather color, and of course, winter vegetables. 
This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line. Every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, do catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. And your money now today. The Dow Jones is down 153.72 at 32.873.77. The NASDAQ down 91.55 at 10.384.57. And the S&P 500 is down 19.59 at 38.02.80. The global supply chains apparently are back to normal now. The Wall Street Journal says goods are moving around the world again. They're reaching consumers and the uh, backlogs of cargo ships at major ports have apparently cleared up. Twitter's new view counts feature not getting a lot of likes from users. Twitter CEO Elon Musk announced uh, December 1st that that feature is similar to view counts on Twitter videos and claimed that uh, tweets are read 100 times more than they're liked. One user tweeted that they're being blissfully unaware when people are ignoring me. It is 837 News Radio 92.3. Your next news at 9. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Pensacola's Morning News with Andrew McKay, mornings 5 to 9. There is no arguing with the horrific nature of lung cancer, but does it translate into a justification for prohibiting them from smoking in an outside public area? The difference between somebody who's smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day and killing themselves is different from a few times that you breathe the diluted smoke from somebody else in an outdoor space. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big circle. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's the end of the week. It's uh, for me the end of the year. I'm off next week. So, uh, yes, it is the end of all, uh, but not in that way. Uh, <laughs> joining me in studio, we talk about the events of the week. I've got John Peacock, a former chair of the Downtown Improvement Board and a financial advisor at Edward Jones. And. Will be filling in for me next week on Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Right? looking forward to it. Thanks. That's going to be a blast. And then it will be a blast. Julio Diaz, who is the host, as you may have heard, of the Pensacola Movie Club, and also let's go Pensacola, and a uh, uh, an expert at collectibles and movie related things, and also one of the I say key organizers. Is that still fair to say for Pensacon? Yeah, that's fair key to say. Key organizer yeah. for Pensacon. All right. We're, uh, we're in the midst of doing thirty-one days of thirty-one guests throughout oh, nice. December. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, think we have a big one being announced on Christmas Day. So okay. All right. Christmas watch, gift to the community. Yeah, watch our social media. Also, the man of many T-shirts. Julio Diaz, True. the man of many T-shirts. <laughs> All right. So we had a lot of things happen this week. Uh, I don't know which one is exactly the biggest, but let's talk about the January 6th committee. First question before we enter, and uh, uh, the question is, did you watch or how much of the January 6th committee hearings through the course of the year did you watch? I will say what I said before, which is I watched the beginning one to some degree. Uh, I actually watched the last one because it was short, uh, but I really didn't pay attention to it. My opinion is because I knew that it was going to be one-sided and I knew I didn't know enough to know what the other side was going to be. And to me, I thought I didn't want to hear just one side without hearing the other side. Republicans at blame because they they didn't participate, but that was my take. Uh, Julio, did you watch? 
I watched some, but I didn't watch it, you know, like, you know, religiously or anything like that. I, you know, I, more or less I saw clips of it more than anything else. Anything about the outcome that surprised you or? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's fair to say that it was one-sided because there were some Republicans on the, on the, the committee. Well, I, yeah, but feel like they're, they're, <laughs> they're the barely quote, Republicans, unquote, real right? Republicans or not. I mean, I don't know how you say Liz Cheney is not a real Republican. But I would say it's not so much that they're not Republicans so much as they're not a dissenting voice for the unanimous things that were being presented by the committee. That's what I think. That may be. That may be. Uh, I I mean, I I don't know why we needed a commission to tell us that what happened on January 6th was bad. I, I think that should have been obvious to anybody, but... You know, we'll we'll see. They've made their recommendations. I think that the recommendations probably don't matter one way or the other. Either the Justice Department is going to charge people or they're not going to charge people. They've obviously charged a lot of the people that actually did the perpetration of well, physically present, the right. Capitol that day. But whether they go above and beyond that remains to be seen. I think we we'll probably will see some charges, but... Yeah, to me, to me, I thought that, I mean, it was essential. This was the third impeachment, right? This is the, uh, make the ongoing case against President Trump, and ultimately the voters are going to are going to decide whether they want him as nominee uh, and whether they want him as president. John, did you watch very much of it throughout the year? Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I, I didn't need to watch it. I watched what happened on January 6th, right? And I yeah. came to my own conclusions. As Julio said, you know, it, it doesn't take uh, months and months and months in committee meetings to figure out that that was really bad. And, and uh, while I agreed with most, not all, but most of former President Trump's policies, I I, w- I wouldn't vote for the guy again ever. And I hope I hope he's I, I, I just think that we don't need him to do the policies that a lot of people that support him agreed with. Right. So I think he's he's not good for our country. I, I think he did some really stupid things. Uh, well, I appreciate him putting himself out there. He, in my opinion, is the reason why we're in a situation we are now. Right. And, you know, and I. What I had always said basically about Trump is I'm the same with you is I very much support the policy. And I thought I hoped, honestly, that the kind of weird personality that he is would be effective as a leader, as a person who would get yeah, shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Right? And would be a nonconformist, would be outside the box, not the main. And also that that might be good for dealing with some of these tyrants around the world who clearly will walk all over President Biden, at least in my opinion. Um, President Trump himself a bully knows how to stand up to bullies and I thought that would be valuable. So but a lot of the quirky, strange and yeah. you know, erratic kind of things always bothered me and you know, they still do to this a day. He, he's not only bad for the country, he's bad for the Republican Party. No doubt. Well I mean the, put, the last few elections have borne that out outside of Florida. Right. And 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 in Florida we have a unique case in Governor DeSantis and this is why the Republicans are in such a very strange place right now because uh, a lot of Republicans are still highly loyal to President Trump. And a lot of other Republicans are like, come on, fellas. <laughs> we need to, uh, yeah, we can do and, this with somebody and, else, and you if know? If the Republicans are ever going to be a major party again, they've got to they've got to leave them behind. No again, doubt. again, yeah. outside of Florida, where it's really not about him and it's been entirely about the pandemic and, and Governor DeSantis. Uh, one of the other things that we had this week was uh, Vladimir Zelensky came and gave a, what I, I, this is a pejorative way to say it, but a sales pitch, right? I mean, he was coming to ask for $45 billion from Congress in a bill that had stalled or it was uncertain, okay? It did get passed. The sales pitch worked. I don't think he persuaded a lot of people. And Matt Gates went on Twitter and you know said he didn't persuade me. I'm sympathetic for them, but I'm not going to change my vote on this. But um, did you watch the speech? What did you th- I, I Personally, I thought it was a very good speech. And it didn't change me because I was already there, but it was 
you know, depth to the experience and that sort of stuff. John? I, I, I watched some of it, most, mostly clips, but, you know, the, the trouble I had was sending – I mean, I have no problem supporting Ukrainian people for sure, but I, I want accountability, right? Yep. The problem is we're sending billions and billions and we have no idea where it's being spent, right? And I know some Ukrainian folks that are here and there's both sides of that argument, whether it's being corrupt, was more corrupt Russia, more corrupt Ukraine. There's right. a lot of issues there. So I want to support them and, and I would support them. I just want accountability. That seems fair to the American people. And and I have I have no problem with, uh, you know, using our m military materiel, right. you know, and letting them fly the planes and drive the tanks and use the missile batteries. Uh, because to me, that's us doing the one thing we can do, which is produce stuff that will help degrade the Russian military capability, which is an adversary of ours. And it doesn't cost us any lives. That's all of the plus. But yeah, just sending money right. we're talking about. I mean, that's two, two and a half aircraft carriers worth of money for the third now appropriation up to $100 billion. That is an enormous sum of money. Julio? Yeah, I, I agree that there probably needs to be some accountability. I, I mean, I... The the material, I, I agree with. I don't, I don't think you, anybody can really disagree with that. And if you do, I mean, I, I don't understand why anybody would. I don't understand why anybody would not want to oppose Putin. I remember when, you know... That used to be a Republican priority was to, right? to oppose, you know, Russian aggression, and now, now it seems like there's some, some, not all, some Republicans that think, oh, no, Putin should be our best buddy. It's, I, I don't, I don't know I don't, about that. They wouldn't I, go I, that I, far. Yeah, I don't. Some, I, I don't some, I, I, well, no, you got no, some in, some. in every party is going to be wacko, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think the vast majority don't would never consider Putin no, to be I, our friend. I, I, so I, I, I think that's a mistake. I think the yeah. the Republicans who are dubious about Ukraine, I'm not, but those who are. Uh, their concern is with Ukraine itself, with you know some of the history there, some of the corruption, which we know these are problems. I mean, they're not real. I don't know that they're ready to be a NATO partner. I mean, all of that stuff. Um, but you can still recognize that a country who wouldn't normally be your first preference for immediate ally in the past has now been invaded. Sure, <laughs> you know, and its people are being terrorized and victimized, and therefore, what we can do to help. And there are absolutely humanitarian needs there, and I also have no yeah. problem with money going to this. But yeah, accountability. If it's being spent right, right? That's yeah, the accountability part. Humanitarian aid often doesn't get to the people that need it. To build on Hillary's point earlier about the Republican Party and their future, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they need to stop just opposing and come up with ideas, right? Immigration, yeah, here's as, the you talked, way. as you talked earlier, what's the immigration plan? Where are we going to spend money wherever we're going to spend it, right? The, uh, the Republicans have become the party of no, which I think used to be the Democratic Party, right? It, it just seems like the entire platform is Biden bad, right. which A, isn't... Well, it's but that works okay for the Democrats. That's not unlike the Democratic <laughs> Party, right? right. That's well, not unlike the Democratic Party, But I don't really party, think right? that's ever been... I, I mean, yeah, you can say that, and yeah, there is some truth to it, but... There, there has been significant legislation passed over the past two years, and that's that, that's true. And yeah. there, there, there yeah, the Republican Party needs to start there. coming out with ideas: healthcare reform, immigration reform, mm -hmm. all those things. I mean, the and four of us in this room that we believe in that. The stuff, four of yeah. us in this room can solve immigration in about a half an hour with a bottle of wine and a, and a couple pieces of paper, right? I mean, it's not that hard, <laughs> especially um, if we listen to Candy. If we, well, Candy's already got the ideas, right? Um, Eight forty-seven <laughs> on News Radio ninety-two-three. It's the wrap. Let's get her in here with traffic. So not no an immigration opinion. solution, yeah, unless yeah. you have it. <laughs> I do not. Uh, this is uh, brought to you by ECUA I-10 East and Westbound. It's clear. No issues with any on or off ramps. I-110 North and South clear as well. Traveling at posted speeds. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by ECUA. The elimination of recycling contamination starts with you. To learn more, go to livegreenecua.com. Discover which products you can and cannot recycle. Do that today. Traffic tips. Text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Oh, are you done?
I guess you are. I am. Okay. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR. Employing made easy. Hey, I'm Sandy Zern, marketing consultant for Cat Country News Radio, ESPN, and Pensacola's Playlist. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Traffic Director Jeremy. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From our locally owned family of stations, ESPN Pensacola, 991 FM, 1330 AM, News Radio 923 AM 1620, and Cat Country 987 to your family. Happy holidays. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Happy times, please. Please. I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. And nobody could ever accuse Frank Capra of under-dramatizing something. <laughs> Nobody no could lie. ever. 849 here on almost 850 here on News Radio 923. Uh, it is cold. It's going to be cold again tomorrow and then on uh, Sunday. If you got lucky and you didn't wrap your pipes and they didn't freeze today, do it. Do it today because you don't want to wake up to that tomorrow. Uh, you know, I was really surprised. We got the wrap here with uh, John Peacock and Julio Diaz. I was very surprised last Thursday. Uh, City Council in Pensacola took up a measure that was proposed by Casey Jones, and uh, D.C. Reeves had come on the show and kind of defended it, and it was to ban smoking in city parks. And there's a kind of a wrangle on some of the particulars that don't really matter all that much, but basically they voted it in first reading that uh, they'll have a second reading in January, and they're going to ban cigarette smoking in all, and vaping also in all of the city parks, basically without exception. Okay, uh, cigars are going to be okay because the state law still preempts cigars. Uh, and uh, for example, you know, Community Maritime Park is included. Osceola is excluded because it's outside the city limits. But uh, basically, what surprised me about this is the 6 0 vote, eventually, they had some difficulties figuring out what they were voting for, but eventually they voted 6 0 unanimously for it. Nobody spoke. Not a single person came and talked about how, I like to smoke in parks, please don't ban me. And I like, do people not care? Even some of the, you know, I sometimes joke like Larry Downs likes to get up and he'll always talk about how you're violating his freedom in the Constitution. And even he didn't show up. Like nobody showed up to defend this. Am I misreading where we're at on smoking, Julio? I, I think most people, I mean, there obviously there are people that are addicted that are continuing to, but I think most people don't want to be around it at this point. They're just as happy seeing yeah. it prohibited, even in an outdoor space like a city park. I You know, I, I don't use the city parks on a regular basis because I live outside the city limits, but mm -hmm. I am at Regency Park, which is a county park, every day walking. And You look I, great, by the way. Congratulations. Okay, you. You've been losing weight, so, so fantastic. 65 pounds down and counting. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want it when I'm over there walking, and I hate seeing cigarette butts all over the place, which I do. 
you know. So. Yeah, the litter is no doubt. I mean, I, yeah. I used to do volunteering with Ocean Hour a lot for my sons for their Bright Futures hours, and uh, oh my God, you 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 can never clean up all the cigarette butts. It's an impossible task. John, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of voter apathy too, and people just don't. You know, there's only a few people to go to these meetings all the time, and a few people to speak, but. Obviously, this is not a real compelling issue to most people or else either on pro or, or con side, right? I think most people are just okay with that. I mean, you can't smoke in most, you know, most places, most buildings, right. uh, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. It's just just become part of fact, right? Uh, yeah, and, and I think it's kind of a both. I, I think partially it's the people who would prefer to be able to continue to, you know, have a cigarette when they're out for their walk or something like that. Uh, they apparently felt like, well, you know, here's another thing I lose and okay, nothing I can do about it. But also that... Can I make a difference? Will they listen to me? Will it matter? And I know in a lot of cases, people who feel like they don't want something to happen don't feel like they can be heard, which is a very troubling thing in the county. I think they feel a little bit more like they can be heard at the city than maybe at the county at the commission level, but there's definitely that perception. So that kind of apathy about it, you know, I'm opposed, but what can I do? Well, you know, two loud people can sway a council. Yeah. And Look, I'm not telling you to go do it because it doesn't matter to me. I'm not a smoker, and I'm fine with a smokeless park environment, even though I've kind of been the defender of the smokers on this point because I don't like infringing on people's freedoms when you don't have to. But, uh, you know, if if nobody cares, I'm not going to care for you. I mean, I'll care for if If I had 10 smokers or other people who showed up at city council and wanted to protest this, I would be on their side, and I will articulate that. But if nobody cares enough to do it for themselves, I'm not going to do it for you. I, I don't like infringing on the rights of other people either unless them indulging in their rights is infringing on my rights. But do you have a right to not smell smoke? I, I don't, That's I, a bit strong I as language, right? I think you have a right? right to not get poisoned. I, I think Come that, on! I mean, Secondhand I smoke at a city park is not poisoning you. It, it, In a room, 10 packs, and you can't see across the room. Okay, fine. At a city park, you're not going to be poisoned from that. I, you know, and you can walk away. <laughs> yeah, but it also depends on who you are. I mean, if you have severe asthma, if you understand, have, there are you know there, are, poisoning may be a bit hyperbolic. I'll admit that, but you can harm inconveniencing you, can, you, irritating you, or you could be harming other people's health. Yeah. And I, I, that's where I kind of draw. I'm less concerned about the health part is the is the cleanliness part. You know, I was yeah. in Japan in February 2020, and I was shocked at how clean. Tokyo was. No oh, cigarette butts yeah. anywhere. You can only smoke in these little booths, like a bus stop booths, and there was disposal. There was no trash cans anywhere. You took your trash home. I'd love our country to be like that, right? And take and, and take pride in our country. So I was more concerned about uh, and ha- happy about the ordinance being passed from a cleanliness standpoint. It's just a, our town is and not our true. town is not clean. And, and look, all. you know, laws in general get passed not because everybody misbehaves, but because enough people misbehave right. that it causes a problem that needs a solution, right? right. And certainly butt litter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's it, no it, doubt a massive problem. And it's interesting because I agree with you that the town is not as clean as it should be, but it is also interesting if you go other places in the country, how much cleaner we are than a lot of other places. Yeah, I don't I care about them. I care about us. Yeah, right? I, I was in San Diego for a couple of weeks this year, and man, compared to San Diego, we are neat as a pen. You know, I, I guess I guess for me, uh, I I look around and in the places I drive, there are just certain stretches of roads where it's it's like they think it's a trash heap. And, no doubt. You know, and, yeah. and, and we gotta how start do making we pride in our own community, right? I mean, yeah. just take pride. Yeah. So we absolutely should do better. If uh, if cigarette smokers are throwing stuff everywhere, then then you know we shouldn't allow it, right? Not in the city parks. So 
That's great. Right. It's 8.55 here on The Wrap. I've got uh, John Peacock and Julio Diaz in studio with me. Let's get traffic from Candy Cullerton. Avalon Boulevard, clear through Garcon Point Bridge. Traffic on I-10 east and westbound. Traveling at posted speeds and no slowdowns reported in Gulf Breeze Parkway east or west. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. The uh, governor has asked for a grand jury to be impaneled in order to investigate whether the vaccine manufacturers or distributors or whomever might be their target defrauded Floridians in their representation of the vaccines, their efficacy, their safety, any of that stuff. Uh, The Supreme Court said, yeah, sure, let's do that. Only Jorge Labarga, who is a holdover from, uh, I believe he's a holdover from Christ, maybe, who nominated him anyway. um, So they're going to do this. We're going to have an investigation in Florida. It seems to me like this would be a federal Absolutely. It seems more appropriate to me as a federal, but I know what the DeSantis administration would say, which is, well, if they're not, we will. And certainly, you know, if Floridians, a major subset of the United States, were harmed and they violated federal or they violated state law, fraud, that kind of thing. I know it's political. I know he's running for president, too. I like, you know, obviously. But it seems like if the vaccines are good and safe and we're not misrepresented, then you want the exoneration opportunity. If they were problematic, you want to find that out so we can do something about it. Does this seem appropriate to you guys, John? Yeah, to me, it, it, again, I like Governor DeSantis a lot, but sometimes I think he picks fights we don't need to pick, mm-hmm. right? The whole Disney thing was an example, right? He wanted to pass the, the law about the um, teaching sex ed. and rights. Mm-hmm. So do that. And then when Disney squawks, leave it alone. Let them squawk, let them complain, all that kind of stuff. And this is just another example, right? I do think that... Um, you make it a big show about this until you have evidence that really is um, that there might be some leave it alone let somebody else deal with it and you know look with uh, Republicans controlling the house you could maybe trust that they'd pick this up they're right. going to do a lot of other stuff you might yeah. well imagine that Julio? other than actually pass things that people care about <laughs> right yeah um, I think it's a cynical stunt and I think it's nothing more it's it's this is and it's not the first thing that DeSantis has done that's been a, a cynical stunt aimed towards his eventual run for the presidency. So do you think he genuinely believes that there's fraud or are you saying you think he knows there wasn't fraud, but he's doing this to appease the base? I think he's doing this to appease the base. I don't know what what his real like personal held opinion is on vaccines. Although, I, as far as I know, I believe he got vaccinated. I, I believe he? he did too. Yeah, but not um, then uh, the boosters. I think he was right. pretty cagey about that. Right. He, I I think he's changed his mind on them. I personally, I think that he was an advocate. Obviously, in the beginning, you know, it, his administration did everything they could to roll vaccines out, uh, especially to the elderly and to uh, you know uh, facilities, but. Based on bringing Ladapo in and some of the other stuff, I think he's changed his opinion about vaccines. You know, I have not, okay, but, you know, he's one that has. So I I view it as both a gen—it's a political—clearly it's political, but also he thinks this. But we disagree about you know, well, his character I mean, on this matter. I, I, I am a believer in the efficacy. I just got boosted again a couple weeks ago. And I have, so far, knock on wood, not gotten COVID. Never had it since. So. Never had it, period. Last thing quickly, eggnog yay or eggnog no? John? Not, not me. I can't do it. No My thanks. wife loves it. I cannot do it. Oh, man. Uh, it, just, it's, just it's, it's, it's milk you can eat with a fork. I mean, that's always a good thing. <laughs> John Peacock and Julio Diaz, thanks for coming in, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry John, Christmas, have fun everybody. next Wednesday. Looking Merry forward Christmas. to it. Merry Christmas. You're listening to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton, Pensacola. 
A movie filmed in Pensacola being picked up on a streaming service. Also, CEO of uh, Citizens Insurance stepping down. Those stories and more after this update from Fox News. Old man winter is being a Grinch. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, stormy weather, grounding a lot of planes. More than 3,500 flights are canceled, almost 2,000 more delayed to or from or within the U.S., according to FlightAware, and things just got worse. Seattle-Tacoma Airport has just announced that because of ice on the runway, they've shut down all operations, and that means Alaska Airlines as well has grounded all of their flights out of Seattle and Portland as well. So if you got people in the Pacific Northwest, it doesn't look good in terms of them uh, making it home in time for Christmas. Fox's Mike Tobin in Chicago, where it feels like 32 below zero. Windshield warning stretch from Montana to New York down to Alabama to Texas. The House is expected to vote in a few hours to approve $1.7 trillion to fund the government through September. Most Republicans oppose it but can't block it. Senator Marsha Blackburn tells